You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. In to the Benchcast. Another great episode, as always. I'm Coach Ben. I'm excited to be talking to you guys today. We're talking about why you have good sessions and bad sessions. One of the big key roles in why your training has its ups and downs, its peaks and valleys, good days, bad days. You know, those days you go into the gym and you just do not understand why you are performing so shitty. And we're going to talk about that today. Before I begin, for those who do not know me, I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I've amassed an 820-pound bench press in my career, and I have the pleasure of coaching athletes across the globe through our online coaching program. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, so you may be thinking... When you think about training discrepancies, you think about good days, bad days, what's the first thing that jumps to your mind? Probably nutrition. That's a huge thing. Probably rest and recovery. That's a huge thing. You know, if you didn't sleep well, you slept real shitty, maybe you had a long day at work. All those are major, major players. However, I'm here to tell you what I feel like is the number one reason why you have good and bad days especially if it's frequent, is because you're doing something technically. So when we're looking at your lift's technique, you're doing something on the good days that is that is good, that is benefiting you. And then on those days where you feel off and maybe you can't lift as much as, as you uh, were be able to before, your performance is off. Okay, what can happen on those certain days is that you're not performing that technical aspect maybe it's a certain cue I mean, maybe it's a certain cue that you just you can't put your finger on it but you're doing it on good days you're not doing it on bad days and subconsciously you don't know what that is all right you're not sure exactly what to put your finger on but some days you're doing it some days you're not and i'll give you an example from my training back in the day it's about maybe 20 16 i was training for 700 pound bench so you know something in the mid sixes really didn't trip me up often but i remember a string of bad days where i actually dumped 600 towards my face that rarely happens for me but it was just feeling like i was traveling so far with the bar and this has popped up in years past as well and just couldn't put my finger on it just wasn't sure why I was going through these shitty sessions and then other days it just felt amazing like you could put any weight on the bar and I was going to crush it and what I was finding out was that it had a lot to do with the takeout at that time you know that's always been the biggest thing for me is that unrack when you're training equipped getting that weight out is such a critical process I mean it is for raw lifters as well but even more so for an equipped lifter because you got to think I'm getting out 700 800 900 pounds uh, I had three people bringing me out that weight and then loading into my hands. And you can see the bar bending when it's getting handed out. Uh, so it's a lot to handle just all at once. And if you chase the bar, and what was happening in that period of time was that I was wanting to feel the weight of the bar. Maybe I had different handoff help, but 
I was chasing the bar, and that means that you actually let your shoulder blades kind of come out of position, and you're not tight with your back anymore, and that's the problem. You end up trying to control all that weight through your shoulders, not going to happen. And that's what was occurring for me. I was trying to command all that weight through my shoulders. It increased the range of motion, so I was actually traveling further, hence why I thought like it felt like such a longer press. That was what was happening at the time. I did not know that, however. All right, I couldn't put my finger on it. I wasn't sure why, okay? Some days I would do it. Some days I wouldn't do it. But there wasn't a consistent cueing that I was using in order to do it consistently. And it's that lack of consistency with that technical aspect that was causing me to have good and bad days. And I could give you numerous examples as well for my deadlift training. I think we'll save that for another day. But uh, that is very common with many lifters. And it has nothing to do with your nutrition. It has nothing to do with how much rest and recovery or what you're doing for your day job. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what you're doing in your technique or lack thereof all right that's what it really has to do with all right and i'm sure you can pinpoint a lot of examples in your training as well if you think about this guys think about in your training how many days you've just felt on how many days you just felt off all right and you couldn't really put your finger on it it's probably a technical aspect how do you go about finding that well, that is the golden goose. That is the, uh, that's the golden ticket, right? If you can find that technical aspect, you can develop a cue, right, in order to uh, find that technical aspect that you're missing, then you can have consistently good training performances. How do you go about doing that? Well, what I recommend and what I'll tell my lifters is that you should really keep a journal, or you should have just have really good awareness of what's going on in your training. Every time you go into a session, you should be looking to get better technically. Okay, you should have something you're trying to work on. You should know that, hey, maybe I'm not so great at this aspect. And you know, having a coach, for example, is a is great tool because they can tell you what you're not doing right if you're not sure yourself. But understand what your weaknesses is. And then every session, go into it and try to get better at that said weakness. Okay. For myself, I always knew unrack. That's really the main focus. So I'd have to cue myself differently every time. And what really helped me consistently was squish the cushion cue. So I would always focus on when that weight's coming out, I'm not trying to chase that weight. I'm not trying to do anything, but squish that cushion aggressively with my shoulders. Okay, and that allowed me to stay on my back, not chase the bar, and end up in a beautiful position. And it led to consistent, great performances on the bench. All right, so that's exactly what you need to do. Every session you go into train, even on bad days, but especially on good days, write down what you felt you were doing well technically. Try out different types of cueing. When I'm coaching my athletes, I'm always trying to explain things in a little bit different ways. So maybe I explain the exact same thing one way, one week, but then the next week I explain that same concept completely different because everyone's going to connect with something else being said. Okay, so there's always going to be a way a lifter needs to hear something for it to actually truly connect. And I've actually had lifters as well 
what I was telling them just wasn't connecting. They see a video of the exact same thing I was telling them, but said just slightly different, and then voila, they understand it. Everyone uh, really adapts the cueing in a different way. So I'm always trying to change up the cues we use, um, thinking of different things you can think about, but that's what you need to be doing every single training session because then when you have a great training session and you are focusing on a certain cue, you can circle that session and be like, wow, this cue really helped me feel great. And then continue to do that week after week. It's trial and error. It's finding the right cue. If you're getting consistent, good performances, keep rolling with it. All right. But that is the number one reason, guys, in my opinion, why you will have up and down sessions and how to go about correcting it so you have consistently good performances. Again, it's not nutrition related. Yes, that does make a difference. It's not rest and recovery related. So your day job, if you have a hard manual labor job, yeah, absolutely. That You need to recover from that. You need to get your sleep. However, the number one player it's usually something missing in terms of queuing. So take that for what it is, my friends. Take that into your training. Start keeping a training journal. That'll help tremendously. And it's trial and error by queuing. If you have a coach to help you along, that helps tremendously as well. So thank you for tuning in to the BenchCast. If you want to give us a, uh, a big helping hand, all you have to do is share this podcast with just one friend. Just tell one friend, hey, check out the Benchcast on Spotify. Yeah, I learned some really good stuff from there. That is the best way uh, that you can help us out. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Best of luck in your training.